Devastating fires in Australia, killing at least 18 people, forcing tens of thousands from their homes. A township cowering under a red sky. The residents of Mallacoota If you're anything like me, you might have found the news these past few months really grueling. I was praying. I was an atheist mate for 25 years. I was praying to God, I was praying to Jesus. 67.4% of the state now in drought. Well, it's breathtaking and, and it's, um, you know, it's heartbreaking. Uh, the, the damage and destruction that's being done, the, the loss of uh, you know, uh, irreplaceable uh, forests and ecosystems. If we don't take action, the collapse of our civilizations and the extinction of much of the natural world is on the horizon. It's if you just think about where we are and what the obstacles are right now, it's such a bummer. You know, you feel like you're 10 times heavier than you are. And I don't blame the people who haven't been able to emerge from uh, being crawled up, uh, curled up in a, in a ball on the couch watching the news feed. You know, it's terrifying. My name's Claire Cooper. I'm a lecturer in the design lab at the University of Sydney. Claire's research is in a field called futuring. Never heard of it? Neither had I until fairly recently. But futuring has a long history in the business world. Intel Futurist? So, Brian, Futurist, quite a title. Can you explain what that is exactly? Yeah, sure. So it's my job to look at what consumers are doing, look at where the future of computing is going, and really look out to the year 2020 and have an idea, a very practical idea, of what the world is going to be like and what computing is going to be like in the year 2020. Our next guest has been called the advisor behind the advisors. He's going to take us about on an exciting journey about the future. And Claire Cooper says we can use those same techniques and methodologies now to think about surviving the climate crisis. Futuring at its heart, for me, is a way to bring people together to build agency when it feels like it's slipping away. So when you talk about um, when you talk about the problems we're in or the funk that we're in, it feels like we're all in this sort of hole together and there's not much light and we're trying to talk about how to get out of it. And what Futuring does is asks us to imagine being out of that hole already. And what that also does is it stops people from pulling out their pre-rehearsed answers of what they think we need to do to get out of this mess. Um, they'll find a, a, a weirder or more creative or abstract way in, which then with the, if they're in a room with other people who have other areas of expertise or other ideas or other cultures informing their ideas, will combine to create this other other set of visions that we might be able to um, use to energise ourselves now. From the conversation, this is Trust Me, I'm an Expert, a podcast where we ask the academic experts to surprise, delight and inform us with their research. I'm Sananda Cray. And today, we're talking about imagining the future together. So what does futuring look like? Well, it could be workshops with lots of post-it notes, it could be a collaborative storytelling process that asks people to imagine, how do you want the future to look? I think, you know, futurists are called in to play a role in some conversations to try and uh, mess with the business as usual mindset. But I think a lot of people, kids also, maybe kids especially, are doing a kind of futuring whenever they're imagining situations that they're not in 
to skill them up or give them motivations to act differently. Um, I know at my daughter's school, they've definitely been been doing that, giving them difficult information and saying, you know, what happens when we're on the other side of this and how did we get there? Uh, so I think that literacy in what futuring it, you might be doing it today. You might have done it this morning um, <laughs> uh, without knowing it. So it's, it's definitely not a matter that you call in a futurist to, to solve a problem, but that futuring as a way of having a conversation, um, I hope becomes something that more and more people, more and more people engage with because the, the narratives we have around not being able to get out of where we are now are so, so dominant um, and they will, they will, they will sink us, you know, like we need, we need to find tools to, to climb out of that, that, um, that incredibly oppressive feeling. And I think coming together to tell stories about the kinds of futures that we want, whether it's five minutes or a five day, uh, workshop is, is going to actually give us the energy we need to, to find our way. Of thousands from their homes. Now, many of those residents, as well as tourists, are seeking shelter now from those flames on beaches. Our Maggie Ruley is there for us in Australia. Good morning, Maggie. After the summer we've had in Australia, where the pennies seem to drop for a lot of us that climate change has well and truly arrived, it's probably more important than ever to ask some really big questions about our collective future. And futuring might give us a guide on how to do that. It's, it has its origins in business, so people are using, I guess, foresight methods to figure out how to drive profit in their businesses, right, to be more creative about how to expand. Um, and so when it's applied to social justice work or um, design for a just transition, you're obviously not necessarily talking about profit, but... Um, a human benefit, broader human benefit. But it's also about, you know, how might we share meals together in 30 years, you know? Like, what are we taking for granted that will continue? What are the kinds of things that we're doing now that existed 100 years ago and the, the things that we're doing now that no one even imagined 100 years ago? And how... So even in our uh, apocalyptic films and television series, you still have people, you know, falling in love or uh, the need for a funeral or a ceremony of some kind, how might those rituals and ceremonies take place in, in a future, you know, a post-internet future or a post-fossil uh, fuel future? How, how might people share information? What, what does local leadership and government go- governance look like? You know, are we still sleeping on beds? <laughs> how, do we, how do we fall in love? How do we meet one another? Some of the official predictions made about climate change sound biblical in scale. More drought, more famine, more flooding, more of the most powerful tropical cyclones, and of course, the seas rising. A familiar litany. And one, they say, we need to do more to fight. Something that will need rapid... What what scares me about the reaction to what's happened recently is that a lot of people feel paralysed and frozen up around this torrent of frightening images and, you know, fear of fear of forests because they might, you know, create be 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 harboring this potential um, killer fire, you know, and I think. Um, that paralysis is the thing that I, I feel more frightened by than the fires themselves. Um, some of the rhetoric that also uh, worries me is 
um, the kind of the, where people are saying, if we don't do something, we're going to face the kind of conditions that refugees or Indigenous people have been facing for many decades now. And you're kind of like, oh, so now we should act because the comfy people are the ones who are going to maybe start to suffer. Um, I think if it if it could create that awareness and increase that compassion for people who who are you know suffering and have for a long time then that would be great but um what you're finding a lot of people well I'm finding a lot of people on the news and in these these features are are really saying you know how can I stop this happening to me and my and my community um and I think we have an opportunity right now to come together to broaden that vision for what we can do for one another and the people who are going to be hit the hardest or have already been hit the hardest for a long time in this country anyway um so not just talking about stopping the world from warming but the fact that the world warming is going to create or exacerbate a whole lot of massive um humanitarian problems uh and so talking about or or centering the fact that we need just transitions into whatever system we're going to be building together is 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 vital to us not killing one another in the process. Trust me, I'm an expert. Is a podcast from the Conversation. I'm Sananda Cray. Special thanks today to Claire Cooper from the University of Sydney for taking the time to talk to us. You can read her essay about futuring and the climate crisis on theconversation.com. Just Google futuring and the conversation. Our theme beats are by Uncle Ho from Elephant Tracks and we've used music in this episode from Hoddington Bear and David Setze. You can read a full list of credits and sign up for our daily newsletter all on our site at theconversation.com. I'll chat to you soon.